Welcome to SMU Financial Literacy's podcast, Pony Finance 101, where we break down complicated money matters for you. My name is Haiti Rojas. I am a junior and I work as a peer mentor for SMU Financial Literacy. Student debt is a looming concern for many college students, and the pursuit of scholarship is often seen as a daunting and complex process. But what if we told you that with the right strategy and a touch of perseverance, you could significantly reduce your financial burden? Well, that's precisely what we're going to explore today. Our guest today, Sarah Castillo, a student who transformed her financial future through scholarships, smart planning, and a passion for financial literacy, achieved something that many dream of, significantly reducing her student debt. Hi, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Syrah Castillo. I am double majoring in journalism and English with a minor in Italian, and I am a sophomore. Thank you. So my first question for you is, can you briefly share your journey to securing scholarships and reducing your student debt? What motivated you to start this process? So the one thing that really motivated me was um, my mom. She's a high school counselor for DISD, and so she was already telling me that we wouldn't be able to afford paying full price for any college that I would end up going to. So I really started looking for scholarships the summer before my senior year of high school. So I just started asking around. I was talking with my high school counselor, um, asking all of my teachers if maybe they knew of any scholarships I could apply for, um, and just doing a lot of my own research to help me um, find some money. Yeah. And then what type of scholarships did you apply for and how did you discover these opportunities? I applied to a lot of um, minority-based scholarships. Um, I um, went to Townview High School, which is the magnet high school for DISD. And so um, Educational Opportunities is a scholarship that is only for DISD magnet high schools. So that was one that I found out through um, my counselor. And so she told me to apply for it because I met all the requirements, and I did. And luckily, I got it. So a lot of them were um, based off of, like, my financial aid need, um, what I wanted to major in in, in college. So I also have the um, Hispanic um, Journalism uh, Dallas-Fort Worth uh, Communicator Scholarship. So... Um, Yes, I applied to that one, and I received it as well. So a lot of them were just based off of my interests and then just asking around. And then could you describe the application process? So it really depends on the scholarship. So a lot of them will ask for personal statements. What are you going to do with the money after you receive it? Um, What will this scholarship mean to you? So it really just depends on the scholarship you do end up applying um, to. And what I would recommend is to already have down three essays that sort of will answer the three questions I just described. So who you are as a person, what you're going to do with the money, and um, what does the scholarship mean to you. And that way for future scholarships, you can just tweak them based off of what the scholarship is requiring of you. And then were there any specific challenges or obstacles that you encouraged while applying? Um, it was just answering the essay questions because a lot of the time I did have my um, essays already prepared, but sometimes there would be those scholarships that ask you like a random question and I didn't know what to do. And I just, I'm a perfectionist and English is my major. So I was already like um, 
making myself do a whole bunch of extra stuff because I just want to wow the readers that are reading them. So it was just that, just trying to make everything sound good. Um, I had to ask a lot of people to look over it. So like my counselor, my mom, um, my teachers, and it's just like the waiting part and having them tell you if it's good or not. It's something that can make you feel like a little down, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. And then how did you effectively balance your time, you know, like applying to scholarships, but then also going to school and doing your homework? Um, I would do a lot of my scholarship applications um, during my lunch period. So I'd go to have lunch in the counselor's office and I'd work on it there. And then a lot of it was outside of school. So when I came home after like clubs and everything, I'd work on them or I just work on them when I had any free time. So it's just figuring out the times to work on them and then just not pushing them aside. And then how did you make yourself stand out in these scholarships? Um, I wrote about trauma. Oh, I know it sounds bad, but really um, writing about any sort of hardship that you've experienced is something that really sells. And just making sure that you're being true to yourself, you're writing how you would talk to someone, how you would explain your own hardships, your problems, and just not lying or making anything up because at the end of the day, it's just not going to make sense when you end up writing it. Um, so I just talked about like my trauma and how it's made me grow as a person, how it's made me want to continue my education, um, despite certain people in my life saying that, you know, I would never amount to anything. But um, just being true to yourself and letting them know that you're you're here for, like, the end of it and that you actually do want to pursue higher education. Mm-hmm. And then when you were applying for scholarships, mm-hmm. did you um, have any issues with eligibility? And, how, um, and if you did, how did you tackle it? So I'm not a first gen, but I am. So my mom did her her college online. She didn't go to like an actual campus. So I I'm not considered first gen. I'm just considered like it's a term continuing education. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them were just for first generation students. So I wasn't eligible at all. But I would still like an advice that I probably should have done was to email the scholarship committee and ask them like if I could still apply because I'm the first in my family to go to an actual campus so I don't know if that still like meets the requirements of being first gen but just to like ask I mean the worst they could say is no Mm -hmm. and then can you share any memorable experiences or lessons you learned during the scholarship application process I learned to have a lot of patience Mm -hmm. because it's very time consuming and the waiting period to like hear back if you got the scholarship or not can be very daunting because it's you're trying to think like, oh, if I don't get this scholarship, how am I going to get that money to pay for the semester? So it's just having a lot of patience and just just waiting it out is something that I really struggled with because I like to be in control of everything that I can be in control of. So not being in control of that is something that I learned how to um, just how to overcome. If you don't mind sharing, how much money did you receive in scholarships for either this year or last year? Outside scholarships? Yes. Just in outside scholarships? Mm -hmm. Um, Last year I received... 22,000 in outside scholarships and then this year I think it was around 18,000 mm-hmm. so not including SMU's financial aid and then what advice would you give to other students looking to apply for scholarships and to minimize their debt 
I would say that if you're a high school senior right now, to start looking and to just start researching for any type of scholarship, um, asking like your counselor, um, your teachers, also looking at the colleges you're interested in to see what scholarships they do have for their incoming freshmen. Um, also, one thing I did do as well was I got two scholarships from my church. So asking them as well, because they probably might have scholarships that they're giving their high school students. Ask your doctors, just ask anyone, because that's what I was doing. And that's how I found a lot of my scholarships, because you never know who knows someone. And just to ask them. And then I know that you mentioned how your mom helped you a lot mm-hmm. with finding scholarships. Were there any other resources that you used to help look um, for scholarships? Uh, I think it's scholarships.com. They're the... There's scholarship websites. I can't remember them off the top of my head right now, but a lot of them, they list scholarships like monthly ones that you can apply for. Honestly, um, sometimes when I would get onto TikTok, I'd get information from there, Mm -hmm. from like um, college advisors who would share their resources and I would just search them up. So that actually TikTok can be a good thing (laughs) to look into as well. And then how important was that mentorship or guidance from your mom and your um, counselor? It was really important because at times it can feel very, just very hard to try to find money that you don't have because it's then it's a matter of can I even afford to go to college because it's, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay off a gap if my university can't give me a full ride. So it's just, it's it's, it's a little scary because you um, want to go to college, but then you just can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times it's just really expensive. And then you have to start thinking, I'm going to have to start taking out loans. And I don't know anything about taking out loans. My mom doesn't either. She has her own like loans for when she was in, in college. And then I just didn't grow up with like proper knowledge on fin- like finance, how to manage my money. And I feel like that's something that a lot of um, like students that are coming into college well, especially like minority students, they don't know what to do with how to, you know, like take care of their money. Especially me, I didn't know what to do. I still mm-hmm. don't know what to do. So it's just it's just a scary process because it's a lot of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to take out loans probably. How do I pay those back? When do I pay them back? When does it start um, gathering interest? And it's just questions like that that are just a little frightening. Yeah, and a lot of students um, have those same issues and those problems and just not knowing Mm -hmm. and that's why financial literacy is here so then you know we have all of that information you know on our instagram on our website and like also miss gomez is a great advisor so whenever anyone who's listening needs advice they can absolutely go to her then my next question is how has your reduced debt um affected your overall well-being like financial well-being um it's helped a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i can like be in college and not have to worry so much about where am I going to get the money for next semester because I know that it's covered and I know that I need to already start looking into scholarships for next year in case I don't get the same amount of money um, for next semester since tuition does rise. Um, So it just helps me relax a little bit. I mean, I know I do have loans to pay off, but that's something that I can I can freak about later mm-hmm. right now. I just need to like finish my uh, studying and, and so just, for uh, now you can just focus on your schoolwork. Yeah, yeah, for now I can just focus on my schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Are there any key takeaways or insights that you wish you had known before you started looking for scholarships? 
Um, like I had mentioned earlier, just to ask um, about the eligibility requirements, just if you're a little unsure about if you meet those requirements, just to email the scholarship committees because then you'll be able to know for sure if you can apply to it because what would suck is applying for a scholarship and then not being considered because you didn't meet the requirements mm -hmm. and you just didn't know. So I would have told myself to just ask questions, like more questions than what I was asking. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then lastly, what are your future financial goals and how do you plan to continue your financial journey beyond college? I hadn't really thought about that yet because, as I had said earlier, I'm just trying to... Go day by day. Yeah, that's survive okay. my day by days right now because um, it is scary thinking about finances finances after college and about the job um, process and like applying for jobs and internships. So I haven't really put that much thought into it, and I should. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I probably should start doing it since I'm a sophomore. But, um, yeah, I just, I'm just trying to tackle a day as it goes. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you so much for joining Thank us you. today. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. As always, SMU Financial Literacy is here to help you. Email us at financialliteracy at smu.edu with any questions and follow our Instagram at smufinancialliteracy. This podcast is a resource for students in regard to personal financial management, including budgeting and saving techniques, incurring and managing debt, and in general dealing with the personal resources. The presenter of this podcast and those leading the interviews are not certified financial planners, licensed as financial advisors, or experts in the field of financial aid. However, guests interviewed may include professors, financial advisors, or others with expertise in the area which are covered by the podcast. Each individual that listens to this podcast should consider that the information presented is not financial or investment advice, is general in nature, and is not specific to the facts of any individual.